helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. So what do you think about when you hear the word Sabbath? What images does that draw up for you? Is it something you even think about on a, on a weekly basis? When was the last time you maintained the Sabbath in your own life? If you're like me, sometimes it feels like you can't even think about when that last time was, where you actually took time away from it all and rested. And if you're feeling like me sometimes where you're stuck on that hamster wheel and you just can't get off and life is getting way too busy and you're not honoring that Sabbath, you're not taking the time for rest and rejuvenation, we, I really encourage you to stick with us for today's show. We are going into part two of the Sabbath and mental health, and we're going to be exploring this topic that we began last week. And so I encourage you, if you missed last week's show, to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, and you can listen to part one of this show. It's entitled The Sabbath and Mental Health. But as I said, today we are digging into part two, and we're going to try to get really practical about what living the Sabbath means, what a day of rest actually means in our modern life, and also trying to back it up with some science, as well as biblical evidence about why it's so important. But if you're joining us for the very first time this week, before we get into today's show, I want to warmly welcome you. My name is Melissa Waggett, and I am the co-host of the Life Transformation Radio Show. If you want to find out more about this show, our counseling services, or our ministry at a whole, again, you can check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com, or you can always give us a call toll-free at one 877 544 and we'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. And if you aren't joining me for the first time, you know what I'm going to do next. I am not alone in studio. With me is Michael Hart. He is the director of Elam Counseling Services. He is a certified psychotherapist, and he is the man who graciously lets me pick his mind each and every week as we explore these topics together. So Malcolm, weird, (laughs) Malcolm, we we started off on a weird foot there, Michael, You are with me. You're not named Malcolm. And I'm so happy that you've joined me and that you're you. I like Malcolm better. Why don't you just call me Malcolm Hart from now on? Maybe well, I'll change my name. That'll that be next a week's show, exactly. Oh. Malcolm Hart, right? I don't sounds, know what that was. That was so- funny. Sophisticated as well. Eh? Well, I like you just the way you are, in spite of how my naming of you seems to reflect otherwise. So, Michael, uh, this is part two, as I said off the top. Last week, we went to, into a big discussion about um, the Sabbath and one of the pieces that we left off with that I thought was interesting and maybe we can start in is, is it was the only day of the week that God even named. So for me, that was a highlight of last week of how important the yes. Sabbath is to the Lord. Yes, and I think that's a very profound uh, profound truth in the scripture that God did all of this wonderful creative work and then the, the the day that he named was the day on which he did nothing. And last week we talked about the implications of the Sabbath. What what does that mean? If you have missed last week's show, then be sure to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com to to listen to what we covered last week because we looked at a number of other implications. So this week we wanted to pick up on talking about further implications of the Sabbath, and uh, then we look at some scientific study as to a scientific work that is now proven 
has now proven that God was way ahead of his time. And we shouldn't surprise because he is God. He's the one who created us, so he knows best what's best for us. Mm-hmm. So scientific work is just verifying uh uh, that what God indeed said thousands of years ago had great value to it and, and that it's best for us to stick uh, so if, stick to what he said. So remember last week we said in doing this show that this was not a show that is trying to push any religious agenda. I am not a Seventh-day, I am not a Jew, <laughs> for those of you who are, who are probably curious. And so we're talking about Sabbath, not from a theological sense, but from the sense, uh, from a practical sense. What are the benefits of having a day of rest? So it's more about having a day of rest and, and the importance of rest, whatever day you consider that to be. And so if we do get in that place where we're taking the Sabbath and the day of the rest, what are some implications for us in that? What are some effects? Uh, I think if we look at the scripture that is found in Exodus 20, verse 8 to 10, and how God uh, God instituted the Sabbath, uh, he went to, into great detail as to who was to was to be included in the Sabbath rest. And he named a number of categories of individuals. Uh, I'll read verse 10. It says, But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, nor thy son. So he's naming uh, individual categories of people. Your son, nor your daughters, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant. And then he goes on to even include cattle. But then he says, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. So God is is making sure that the, the value of the individual is more important than the productivity of the society. And what he's saying is that this day is to be kept holy by assigning value to the individual. And every individual, every category of individual is mentioned here. And so it is saying that we we are not to make the mistake that modern day society is making, where the value and the worth of the individual is beneath it is con- the, the way we treat individual implies that they are not as valuable as the productivity of the company and i think the sabbath day the implication of the sabbath day verse puts things back into into perspective by saying no the individual has rights and the value of the individual is important and, and the the individual should not be sacrificed on the altar of productivity. And I think that's so key. And it, this, again, I love when the Bible's ahead of its time where it's looking beyond class and those hierarchies right. where the, the master is as deserving of the day of rest as the person who's serving as him. As the servant, yes. And sometimes we miss that where yes. it's... It's I'm and it's also your value yourself that I'm not even worthy enough for that day of rest. But God is saying here we all are. Any other implications that you've drawn from Scripture for the Sabbath and its importance to us? The second the second implication that I would like to point out today, Melissa, is that 
the the Sabbath being instituted by God shifts the focus from things that are seen to things that are unseen. And he's saying that we should not focus our attention on wealth, on the things that he have created for our good, but we should also focus on the unseen things, the things that we can see. So that rest is meant to put our focus back on God himself. So when God said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, it's shifting the focus to spirituality, to to worship. And in fact, it is saying to us that in the busyness of our lives, we should not neglect the importance of spirituality. And so this is another mistake that is made by uh, modern day society in which we have become so taken up with profit and with with luxury and comfort and with material things that spirituality is is not seen as anything important because it is is something that cannot be seen and measured and it's not scientific we treat it as if it's not important but god by naming the sabbath day on which nothing is created is saying to us that spirituality the unseen is very important and i think we are so Suffering a lot of consequences now in our school system and in our society because we have, we have taken God out of the minds of children and we have we have educated them on the, the, the premise that it's only the things that are seen and measurable that's important. It's no surprise that the rate of suicide is going up, that, that, that young people are taking their lives more than ever before. It's no surprise surprised that in the States, for example, young people are killing each other because when you find no more satisfaction in the things around you and you have no spirituality, no spiritual source of comfort or strength or no concept even of the life hereafter with its rewards and punishment, it's very easy to take a gun and to wipe your classmates out. And I think that uh, lends another interesting extension to that concept of why we're busy. And sometimes, as much as God reminds us to slow down so we can meditate on those those spiritual thoughts and be quiet and just look around us and see the miracles that are around us, that busyness has its benefits to us sometimes that we're not even realizing. And it's shutting out those that noise. Right, right. And and I know I run into this sometimes when I get more stressed, I actually make myself busier. Yes. And it's so I don't have to listen to myself yes. and the inside thoughts that are going yes. on. Yes, and so that's such a valuable point, Melissa, and that is one of the things that uh, creates a lot of mental illness and stress and and physical disease because we are so busy doing things and producing that we can't sit to to pay attention to what is going on in our bodies. Sometimes our, our bodies are, are speaking to us and saying, it's time to slow down. It's time to deal with that unresolved conflict. But we, we drown out that 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 signal by the business of work. And so we have stress that is built up on the inside. And we know from scientific research, research that the stress hormone cortisol is very toxic 
to a person's system. And so it leads to a lot of ill health and uh, psychological problems as well. But just let me say that when God uh, shifts the focus, the focus to the Sabbath, to the unseen, from the material things that are seen, we should bear in mind that the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath is not just about doing nothing. It's not just saying nothing should be done because worship and keeping the Sabbath involves uh, in, involved activities, but it's a, it's a activities that is it's it's activities that is focused on family and focused on the spiritual, the unseen. Mm-hmm. So you're not just sitting like a a sloth on the couch eating your bag <laughs> right. of chips. Yes, it is very intentional. Yes, purposeful. it's not mindless meditation where you're just sitting and humming for the entire day. And <laughs> mindless saying, meditation. I would have <laughs> used that the next time my, my husband walks in. Honey, I'm just mindlessly meditating. That's a good one. But but I think that is a good point because as much as we're promoting rest and relaxation, there's purpose behind it. Yes. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. This week, we are talking about the Sabbath and mental illness. It is part two of a two-part series. If you've missed the first half of today's show or our part one, we encourage you to go to our website to listen to it at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us toll free at 1-877-544-3546. And we'd be happy to connect you with a copy of today's show. So Michael, before we broke, you were just beginning to talk about some of the scientific evidence related to keeping the Sabbath and its importance. And you were, you were referencing things like cortisol levels and all these things. What other scientific um, research or implications of the Sabbath do you want to kind of strike home today to really reinforce why this is so important for us? Yes, I think sometimes when people hear us uh, quote scriptures on this station and we refer to the Bible, uh, people who may, may may not be believers or they you know may have tuned into the show by accident and realized that we are talking about biblical matters and yet mixing it with psychology might wonder what is our basis for doing so? Like, are we just making up these stories or are there scientific reasons behind it? So this is one of the reasons uh, I thank you for that question, Melissa, because I want to point to a, a study that was done. It's It was done by at a Harvard Medical School and, and it was published in 2016. And in this study, they, the study uh, focused on 74,534 women uh, uh, in, during this study. And what they found out is that the women who attended religious services more than once per week had a 33% lower risk of dying during the 16-year period follow-up compared with women who had never attended a religious never attended religious services. So here they are, they're looking at this large group of women in this study, and they're saying that there is a correlation between attending religious services and longevity. But what they also found out is that the the woman who attended these services weekly had 26% lower risk than those who attended service less than 
once a week. So even among the categories who attended service, the people who attended more regularly had more of a, a, a chance, more of a statistics, lived longer, I should say, than people who, who don't. And so I think studies like this are showing to us that when God say that we are to rest, he's the maker. Just think of this analogy, for example, if you made a machine and you're the creator of this machine and you're saying, for this machine to be to be highly to, to to function and to last as long as possible, you need to follow these instructions. I think it makes sense to trust the maker, and the maker is saying to us that it's good for us to have that day of rest. So when studies like this research from Harvard Medical School is telling us that women who attend religious services live longer, it's not its not a surprise to me because I think it just points to the fact that God knows what's best for us. So I'm going to be here forever then. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the pre-Bible study, the midweek Bible study. You've got, me, you've got me convinced, Michael. But all joking aside, is there any other um, research or positive effects from taking this time i think we're convincing people love the importance but just to reinforce that point and then towards the end i'm wondering if you can also help us begin to implement some of these changes in our own life because as i said off the top and you even admitted this yourself last week Mm -hmm. that it is hard to get off that hamster wheel when you're on it when everything around you is saying but you're doing the right thing you're Mm -hmm. doing the right thing Mm -hmm. fill your Mm -hmm. days fill your days so right so I, I, I'm going to be going and speaking into some of those issues, but just let me say this because there's another interesting bit of research that I think I wanted to, to point to because a lot of the, the, uh, focus on modern society, the, the medicines that they come out with and all of these new inventions and the nutritious, uh, the nutrition, the different, uh, models of nutrition that they're coming out with. It's all, uh, with the intention of helping us to live longer. If you eat these kinds of food, if you take this diet, you're going to live longer. But there's some interesting research that was done where they, they looked at the top five places in the world where people lived the longest. And some of the places on the, 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 the map, it's, it's no, uh, on the, in the research is, is no surprise because we find places like Okinawa, Japan, where it says that people there lived longer than we do here in North America. And then you had this place, Sardinia, Italy. And so those places don't come as a surprise to me because you're thinking that it's different lifestyle, people have less stress, and so forth. And then we have places like Ikaria in Greece. But we have some a place that's very shocking in, in, the, in the top five places. We have a place in California, Loma Linda, California. Like who would think that a place, a little place in California would be, would be ranked as one of the places where people on earth live the longest. So I digged a little deeper into this research to find out what California, like what's happening there that makes these people live longer. But what I found is that it's not just California in general. In this town, it's a town of it, it's it's a 
a, a town of about 9,000 people, and they're all Seventh-day Adventists. It's a religious group that keeps the Sabbath in the truer sense of the word, uh, taking time away from work, resting. And it's not surprising that the research is showing that these people, by, by keeping the Sabbath, and as I said, keeping the Sabbath is not just doing sitting and doing nothing. These people on the Sabbath, they, they are really involved with their family and their community in worship and in resting and in having family time. And so it's no surprise that the research is showing that this little place, this little place in Loma Linda, California, uh, this town of Seventh-day Adventists, that these people uh, have uh, longer, lived longer, significantly, 10 years longer than your average American. And that, that to me is very fascinating. That's pretty good. Those are pretty good statistics. Yes. What would you say to the people, though, that are like, well, I'm busy because I need to be productive. Yes. I am. I need to keep myself busy because that's how I produce more. Expectation is I I churn out as much as possible. So that is why I can't rest. I need to be productive. Right. Is there any research to back that up? Because I think that's an, a logical argument. A set of research that has come out recently uh, saying that says that people who rest are more productive, that we are more productive when we work. And they said that the most productive countries are Germany and France, where in these countries they mandate that people have 30 days of, of vacation uh, uh, per year, and that People there, they also take frequent time during the day, during the day to rest. So there's there's statistics. These statistics are showing that when you take a step back from work, you end up being more productive in the long run. the The analogy is is drawn between a, a person who might be cutting down a tree, and this person is saying, you know, I'm cutting down this tree with this axe, and, you know, I can't stop because I have to finish in a certain time. Whereas if that person took the time to stop and to sharpen their axe and to relax, they would go a lot faster because they would be more, they would be stronger by taking that, more refreshed by taking that break, but then the axe would also be sharper. So in a sense when we rest our minds become sharper we be, we are more we are more alert and we are more productive so this research is also showing that in countries where rest is mandatory they are more productive than in countries where we work ourselves to death and can't take any time to rest literally to death yeah so to that extension of death how does it impact our health when we don't rest does it impact our you have these this lovely little group in california living 10 years longer so presumably it's impacting my health in some way. Yes, I think there is there's statistics on that as well. The National Institute of Occupational and Safety Health uh, published a, a report where they, they said that stress levels at work is higher than ever and that the healthcare expenditures are nearly 50% greater for workers who reports higher level of stress. So people who are who are working longer, they are becoming stressed. And there is also other research that shows that when you sit for long periods of time,
time it affects your immune system if you if you have this kind of lifestyle where you you're sitting for hours and hours but each hour of increasing uh increasing sitting time they're saying that this leads to higher incidence of cardiovascular disease and high blood pressure so just having that one day where you can say this is the day when i'm going to take a break from all of that sitting and all of that working and i'm going to uh be involved with my family i'm going to have a leisure time with my family and i'm going to spend time uh to 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 do other things besides sitting can tremendously increase your health as well so now that you've you've sold me at least, I'm I'm assuming you've sold some of our listeners as well of the importance of the Sabbath, both in terms of how God's mandated it in His Word, but also the scientific research that backs up something that God invented. No, no kidding on that. It's no surprise. But um, I'm wondering though, as I said, and you admitted this too, it is hard to slow down. Yes, and some people may not feel it's even an option for them right. for a variety of yes. different reasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's to make ends meet or whatever. Um, But how can we begin to implement some form of Sabbath in our life, given the importance of it, both biblically um, and how it's reinforced by the scientific evidence to our health and long-term mental health, physical health, spiritual health? I think it's... It, it requires a change in our value system, and that is not something that comes easily because many of us, despite hearing this show, despite listening to the studies that were done and knowing how good it is for, for our health, will feel that, you know what, I have to work to have that uh, double car garage that, that I need, or I have to work so so that, you know, I can have this kind of car or have this kind these kinds of assets and and so if you have those kind of value system where things are most important to you and having certain status in society is more important or having that job uh, where you're you're acclaimed as being at the top of your profession is the most important thing in the world to you then there is nothing that is said that is going to change uh, change what you do but I am uh, imploring people who are listening to this show to to take into consideration the importance of your family, the message that you're sending to your children by putting work and things ahead of everything else. When you skip worship because making that extra income is more important and you do this consistently. I know there are times when this might have to be done, but I'm talking on a consistent basis where you send a message that earning money is more important, you're actually setting up a scenario where your kids are going to do the right thing. So I think this show is more about uh, uh, imploring people to check their value system and to reconsider what's important. Because I would like to think that, that people listening to my voice to this show will agree that God is more important, your spirituality is more important, and your family is more important. Time with your family is more important. We all agree on that. But I think how we live our lives say something totally different. 
So I'd like to wrap up with, with, with this, uh, this, this, uh, admonition to all of us to reconsider how we're living our life and see if we can take steps to put life in balance. Uh, sit with your partner and go through what difference would it really make? Because sometimes it's a mindset that we feel that we have to, but what difference would it really make if we really take just one day where we focus it on the things that are important? Would it really drastically change our lifestyle and and that's the thing you can try it and see what happens after that conversation and see what comes from it and i'm going to take that that advice to heart as well michael and take some time to reflect because it's so easy to get busy i think it's it's harder to not yes but it's so important as we've talked about today to take that time to spend that time resting and focusing on the lord and in the way he's commanded right and as we see from the scientific study there's a there are a lot of benefits practical benefits physical and mental benefits from doing so so we have quickly come to the end of today's show and i want to thank you melissa for those wonderful questions i want to thank all my listeners for listening uh to this show today and if you have a question please give us a call at one 544 3546 or you can go to our website at elim and so until next time this is your host Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services and Melissa Waggett praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.